This is a Demon FM podcast. You are listening to Geek Speak, the podcast where we talk all things geeky and nerd is the word. With me, your host, Reese. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Geek Speak. Pew, 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 pew. A new old challenger approaches. <laughs> As per usual, it's me, your friendly neighbourhood, Reese. Sorry, it's it's been a while. It's been inconsistent. But uni is a trial right now, despite being stuck at home, and it's just not having the time. But I'm happy to report that this episode, I have two very special guests with me. Would you guys want to introduce yourself? Well, it couldn't oh. be us, because we're not special. Yeah, I don't know who else you've got. <laughs> we're just regular. Studio. Oh, you are oh, special. Ashton, do you want to go first alphabetically? Well, my name's Ashton. <laughs> and this is Ben. Who? Sorry? You're oh, ben. me. Sorry, yeah. And we're a couple. And our couple name, much to Ben's dis- demise, dem- what's the word? I don't Dismay. know. Dismay. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> is Bashton. Yes. And Fabulous. we have a gaming Twitch channel. We have a, a Twitch channel called Bashton Plays. And we, we do that quite a lot. And we talk quite a lot. Ashton may have not demonstrated that particularly yeah, well there. Um, but we talk and we play video games and we talk about video games and other random things on our Twitch channel. They do yeah. indeed. I would say normally I can speak better, but it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. We're all a bit socially inept at the moment, having mm-hmm. not speaking to actual yeah. people. But yeah, these guys do have a Twitch channel. They're very fun. They're a bit bit naughty, bit cheeky, but it's, <laughs> it's a good time. The premise of this episode yeah. is, in case we haven't, it isn't obvious, we're going to be talking about gaming. Now, in previous episodes, I have talked about specific games and franchises. I've talked about Final Fantasy mm-hmm. and Pokemon and Kingdom Hearts. But there are so many games out there that I really enjoy and I know are great, but I don't feel I'd have enough to fill the space of an hour with. And basically, who better to join me than two other game enthusiasts like Ben and Ashton? But before we get started talking about games, I actually have a mini game for you both to play to help us and the audience get to know you better as people. So it's basically a rapid fire game. So it'll be two options uh, and you have to just like answer in the moment. So say I would say, oh, salt and pepper, pepper or salt. You say whichever one jumps out to you. Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. Who wants to this go first? This is going to really like show how different we are. <laughs> oh, we're doing it separately, are oh, we? We're doing it separately. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Ashton is up first with uh, quick shot questions and I'm just going to jump straight into it. Brace yourselves. Three, two, one. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Ninjas or pirates? <laughs> pirates. <laughs> uh, tech or magic? What was the first word? Tech or magic? Tech, tech okay. or magic? Uh, yeah. Magic. Fire or ice? Fire. Mario or Sonic? Mario. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Wizards or aliens? Wizards. Wand or lightsaber? Wand. <sighs> And the last one, dragons or unicorns? Dragons. There we go. Now we know a little bit more about you. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, especially a bit more nerdy preferences. I definitely lean a lot more towards magic. 
Yeah, you do. I just I think f- it's like the mystical world. So. Also, in games, we're going to, to, to tie it into the theme. Mm. Whenever you play games, you're like, I don't really want to just use a sword. I need to be able to do something at a distance. So you're always like a ranged yeah. character, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. So I think that's where magic might tie it in for Ashton, I think. You're just like being magical. All that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really enough the same. Whenever I pick a D&D character, it's usually always a mage of some sort. I don't know why... Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of being able to cause things to spontaneously combust. I like that. Yeah. If, but Ben, now it is your turn for the quick shot okay. questions. And we will start in three, two, <gasps> one. Sweet or savory? Savory. Ninjas or pirates? Ninjas. Tech or magic? <laughs> Tech. Fire or ice? Fire. Mario or Sonic? Mario. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Wand or lightsaber? Lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Wizards or aliens? Oh, aliens. And dragons or unicorns? <laughs> oh, dragons, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we know a little bit more about Ben. I can't remember how many of those matched up with each other. So I was a bit worried because I started off and there was like none that matched. And I was like, <laughs> oh, people are going to think we're very... Well, uh, not yeah. matching couple. Yeah, I mean, Opposite we both said dragons. Pack. Yeah, yeah. You said wand. I said lightsaber. Are they, are wizards and wizards and aliens. Was it wizards and aliens? Yeah, that right, one. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. I I do quite like magic, but aliens. I quite like Mass Effect. So I was yeah. like, well, that, that's the first thing that I thought of. <laughs> I thought of Wizards of Waverly Place, the Disney Channel series. And I thought <laughs> I want to be a wizard. <laughs> See, I would go to Gandalf or Dumbledore. We've never seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> What? Okay, this podcast might have to end early. Um, I'm <laughs> triggered. <laughs> it is something that is very much an issue for a lot of people in our Twitch community. We were talking about movies that we've seen. We were watching like all the X-Men films the other day. Nice. And we were like, oh yeah, watch all the X-Men, watch all the Marvel. And then they were like, what about Lord of the Rings? And we were like, no, we've never seen it. It's one of those ones that's just kind of slipped through the net, isn't it? The, the, mm. It's just, you know, when you just kind of like... You, your opportunities to watch films and it's just always for me it's always slipped the net and then I'm at Ashton and then you haven't seen all of them and we've just sat in this limbo of well we could sit and watch them but that's going to take a whole weekend so yeah. it's a, it's a trial we, we've got loads of time on our hands so maybe we just need to watch them maybe we watched all of Harry Potter and all of Star Wars space of like a week so and all of the x-men and all the x-men there we go Lord of the Rings that's your next challenge because they are yeah, they okay, are bloody we'll good on the list Yes, um, yeah You'll enjoy them. Um, <laughs> I have a last bonus question, which I ask okay. everyone that comes on the show, and it's game related, funnily enough. It is. If you could pick one of these five Pokemon to start out a journey with, which one would it be? So we've got okay. Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, and Eevee. Okay. I'm, I'm upset that Oddish isn't on there <laughs> because I, I like that. I like that weird little b- <laughs> Am I allowed to swear in this? Yeah, <laughs> I can. I can bleep it out. Uh, I'll I'll just say that sentence again. I like Oddish. He's the best Pokemon. Uh, he's just super weird, and I like Oddish. But oh, I don't know from that list. Now we should say I've only played about half of Sword because <laughs> I kept getting annoyed and they couldn't get fast. And Ben's never played a Pokemon game. I've I know oh. I played Ruby. Oh, you played Ruby. I played Ruby, but not all of it. Again, I didn't finish it. I think I would pick. Charmander that's the one you said wasn't it yeah the fire lizard yeah I I think I'd pick I think I'd pick Eevee just because of the 
Evie's got all those cute. additional evolutions at the end. Yeah. Mm. So I think I'd go down that route just because I've still got the the illusion of choice to you know in in terms of yes. what evolution I get with Evie. So I think that's where I would go. Also, Evie is super cute and is definitely better than Evie Pikachu. Is the exactly. I think I'd pick Charmander because this is. I mean, from my very limited Pokemon experience, I picked the the little monkey. Yeah, for Sword, I picked Grookey. the little monkey. Mm. Yeah, Grookey, and he got absolutely owned. <laughs> um, and then when I picked Score Bunny, it was like they're just blasting through everything because it was fire, and oh, yeah, fire is like fire the best. Rabbit. So I feel like maybe fire is like the way to go. You're a fire starter, as a destructive human, a twisted mm-hmm. fire starter. Also, I'm, I'm a fire sign. <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect astrology to come in. I'm a water sign personally. Um, <laughs> I do tend to lean towards water Pokemon more, but I did choose, mm-hmm. I would choose Eevee out of those five as well. Yeah, I forgot that Eevee evolves into everything else. Yeah, I can't remember the names of all the evolutions, admittedly. But, uh, yeah. Um, I was glad that Reese was going to just name them all then. I was like, God. I'm, I'm trying not to spin off into a Pokemon tangent. <laughs> but yes, so we've had a little mini game now, and we know a little bit more about you both and sort of your nerdy inclinations between sort of the magic and sci-fi side. And um, I mean, games overall have been a massive help in the last year, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you, it'll be different for you guys because obviously you run a channel and you stream. So there's that sort of purpose, I suppose, of entertaining, but also like uh, hopefully it's helped you guys out in coping with in the year of quarantine Aguilera. <laughs> um, That's a new one. I've not heard that oh one. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Quarantina Aguilera. <laughs> that's, if that's not a new drag name, oh, I don't know what to. is. Uh, I have a habit of coming up with them. I've got a list. But yeah, like last year, gaming was the MVP, in my opinion, of just, the, you know, the media industry coming out with stuff. And I just, what are yeah. your guys' thoughts on that? I think, I mean, I've, I have I play a lot of games anyway and I've played a huge range of video games generally speaking and and obviously I think you got back into gaming when you got with me because you when you you didn't really have access to like a console or anything whilst you when you started uni so I think you've through me sort of absorbed quite a lot of the sort of PlayStation back catalog particularly you know Mm -hmm. you jumped into the last of us and you've played God of War and you played Horizon not specifically just during lockdown so that's kind of where the kind of background came from and I think this year with certain titles we've definitely kind of had that opportunity to just kind of go okay well we're not doing anything this evening so let's start streaming and that's yeah. where that kind of started and we started off doing the odd game kind of here yeah. and there and it started off just on one pc it was my pc and i just sort of introduced ashton to just weird games on my steam account mm-hmm. um i should caveat that by saying i have been a pc gamer for longer than i was a kind of a console gamer so Hence why I've never really played Pokemon because I wasn't an, a Nintendo kind of kid. Mm. So I sort of introduced Ashen to some of these sort of weird PC games. And then you played like Bioshock. And then we got two PCs and then we started playing games together. And that's where something like the Xbox Game Pass, which I talk about quite a lot on our streams because a lot of the games that we've played recently or over the last Mm -hmm. few months have been from the xbox game pass again it's Mm -hmm. on pc and there's just games that they just give you and then we just sort of play them together so we've sort of 
I've gone back. We've sort of had quite a lot of new games to play, particularly with again with the PS5 coming out. So we played, you know, we got Assassin's Creed, which will take yes. you like at least three years oh to finish. God, such a game. <laughs> it's such a long game. Um, and then there's been other sort of PlayStation Plus games that I know that you're going to be able to talk a little bit more about than me, perhaps. And then I've just kind of gone back on a lot of old games. I I do this thing where I'll either start a new game and then just play it consistently or I'll just play a really old game. And that's something else that we do on the channel yeah, is yeah. I play a lot of retro games. So I've gone back yes. to a lot of PS1 games. I replayed Spyro. I'm currently doing like Toy Story, the Disney yes. PS1 game, uh, Harry Potter. And yes. then in my own time, I'm also for the first time playing Final Fantasy VII. Um, <gasps> so I've never played the original Final Fantasy. So I was like, I'm going to play that because I want to play the remake. So, and then I also replayed Kingdom Hearts as well. So, oh, <laughs> I've just done quite a lot of that in my uh, in my sort of spare time. I think what yeah. what you do is you play comfort games mm-hmm. when you're feeling a bit down or sort of not really wanting to start a new game because games right now are so massive and they can feel like yeah. such a long slog to finish. Mm-hmm. So, I think you play slightly older games to sort of comfort yourself a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I've played loads of games this year. I I broke my leg November 2019. So I was only able to get out of the house for one month in 2020. Oh, God. And then I was back in the house. But yeah, so I had all these things of trying to play all these games because I literally had nothing else to do. I could just sit on the sofa and that was about it. Mm. And then go sit in bed and sleep and then go sit on the sofa again. And then like, obviously, as we've gone into the lockdown coming from starting streaming and stuff, I've still been playing quite a lot of PlayStation games because I think that I definitely prefer console games, Mm -hmm. whereas you're more PC. So sometimes me and Ben will literally not speak to each other because (laughs) I'll be downstairs playing on the PlayStation. He's upstairs on his PC. But yeah, I think that there's been lots of games that I've started and quite enjoyed like I played the Lara Croft trilogy, but I'm not very much of a person that goes back to games. So once mm. I finish a game, I find it really hard to play it again. Mm-hmm. Whereas you really, you're a bit of a completionist. So you'll try and get all the trophies and everything. But I'm like, yeah, I finished that. Like I finished Spider-Man. It was really fun to play. I'm probably not going to play that again because I've played it now. Yeah. I think you're right in saying that I go back to games like over Christmas, again uh reese i I don't know if it was you that inspired me actually but i went back and played the first kingdom hearts again because i was just (laughs) i just needed something that i sort of knew yeah to kind of play again and that was one of the first things that i streamed when we started streaming i was like right we're going to start kind of doing solo streams to kind of just build up the channel numbers a little bit and it means that we don't both have to commit to every single stream so i replayed spyro because um, alongside my PC when I was a kid, I did have a PS1 and Spyro, the Dragon, the three games were just super good. And I just replayed those on stream. And that was one of the ways that we managed to kind of develop quite a lot of numbers on the channel because we had somebody who, from the speedrun community see me playing it and then mm-hmm. wanted to teach me a load of speedrun tricks. And that actually built mm-hmm. a little bit of an sort of a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we got quite a, you know, a few extra people sort of followers from that. So yeah, that I think you're right with the comfort games thing is, is for me is I can just kind of go back to those games and i still have a lot of those games on my pc now that i'll just kind of dip into every so often yeah um but one thing that we don't do a lot of is multiplayer games i think we struggle because obviously i think what gaming was always quite a big part of our relationship since we first met Mm. because then we were we both met when we were at uni and we play a lot of games together when we first got to to play like portal 2 Mm -hmm. and we played like Lego Marvel superheroes, which is obviously just like a big stupid Lego game. Um, and then we, 
<laughs> I know it's great. <laughs> and then we played through goals. Um, yeah, absolute goals. And we played through Borderlands one and two oh, yeah. quite Fabulous. early in our relationship. Yeah. But then I think the thing is that we we've struggled in the last year to find games we can play together mm. because there's a lot of games that like like Borderlands is a really good example of this. We've currently gone back and we're playing it all through again. Yeah. Um, because it's really the only sort of story driven game, open world game sort of that we can play together at the moment. There's not many in that sort of genre that yeah we can mm. play. I don't even think it's just that there's not that many in the, in that genre. I think obviously we, we kind of know that co-op games sort of don't really in as much as local co-op doesn't really exist in 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 the same way that it used to you know if you yeah. go back to the kind of n64 era of like let's say golden eye is a good example there um there's not many reasons why we need a second like for some reason we've got a second ps5 controller but we've got virtually no games that require it <laughs> other than when the battery dies yeah so for, for me it's i think that is it may slowly come back. But what we've had to do for a lot of games that we wanted to play together is we had to invest in a second PS4. Oh, um, really? Because there was games, yeah, there was games that we wanted to play together that weren't split screen. That, you know, things like Destiny, for instance. We, we, yeah, we, had a we bit played of a, stint a lot on, of Destiny at the beginning of lockdown. We did, yeah. We did play quite a lot of Destiny at the beginning of lockdown and we, it required us to own a second console. So we just picked up a cheap, um, well, actually, no, we, we upgraded to PS4 Pro so that we could have the two consoles so that we could play certain games together. Because as you say, there's not that many games like Borderlands, because Borderlands we played split screen initially. There's mm-hmm. not that many games that require it that aren't these big, maybe an MMO or a Destiny type game that yeah. you can just sit and just chill. Destiny just became in that, in my opinion, it just became a bit of a grind and we sort of stopped enjoying it. Whereas Borderlands, it's got a story, you can pick it up for an hour and then you can just stop playing and you can just kind of move on and come back to it later, yeah. which I thought worked for us in yeah. that way, didn't it? Yeah. Um, have you had many games that you've played recently over lockdown? Um, Obviously with uni and everything, it's a bit more difficult. Well, lately with the whole uni thing, I'm I'm someone that likes an epic game that's got a good chunky story to it. And I like to sit down and play that for at least three hours. I do have games that I can play for like an hour or two at a time. That'd be like Animal Crossing. Mm. Lately, I've been playing a lot of games that are sort of good for mental health. They're not, there's no death screen. There's no pressure. They're more visually and audibly like pleasing. Mm. And it's just about having it. Like what kind of game? Uh, So there is one called Journey which was released in 2012. Yeah. And you're basically like this robed adventurer and you basically just sort of float around sort of trying to get to this mountain peak. Sometimes if other people are playing it, you can like help each other out, but you can't speak over it. So this could be someone that's anywhere else in the world, speaks an entire different language and you just like communicate through these little notes. And it's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I like Destiny. Uh, Destiny Journey. (laughs) The soundtrack's just gorgeous. The one that's really um, taken my breath away is a Spanish indie game called Grease. Not like the musical. Um, (laughs) uh, Grease is in G-R-I-S, the Spanish word for grey. And just the the art style for that game is gorgeous. Uh, It's like watercolours and, oh my God, I've played it through about two or three times now. First time I played it, it made me cry, but in like a good way. Like I, it's the cry uh-huh. that I needed to have, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
yeah, Abzu is another one, just underwater mm-hmm. exploration. No death scenes, no fail screens, no pressure, just chill vibes and lovely music. Uh, yeah, I've just been playing a load of games like that because I can take my time. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure to complete an objective and they're just visually and musically really pleasing. Every now and then, guilty pleasure, I do pop onto the uh, PlayStation Avengers game, which got a lot of heat. Oh with, yeah, we with, played that for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, when it f- was first released, it was glitchy AF, and it still is a bit. <laughs> but I think because not long after it came out, uni started, and I put it on a back burner. At which, and by the time I went on it again, which was mid December, the first week of like the winter break, most of it had been resolved. And don't get me wrong, it's still not a great game, but it, it's enjoyable. I still enjoy it anyway, yeah. uh, especially when they came out with the Kate Bishop DLC, because Kate Bishop is one of my favourite superheroes. She's the better Hawkeye, fight me, I don't care, she is. She, <laughs> she, she's just better. Um, and I could go on a whole tangent about how much I love that character. But yeah, no, I've, I enjoy that. I've not been playing it properly campaign-wise, I just basically level up my characters in the awkward level up system they've got but that's all right yeah. for like an hour or two it feels like that game feels very much like a, a sort of destiny type thing actually from mm. what, what i saw of it and what i played of it it felt very much like destiny but just with marvel characters i liked the idea of it and i think yeah. we, might, we might play it at some point maybe yeah. but and, and i really like the idea of them just slowly introducing new characters because yeah it seems to be like there could be a whole roster of characters um, i really hope so but yeah but it was a bit of a strange one from last year because people just wanted a fun avengers style game obviously yeah. avengers are still very much all the all the rage and, and oh, the characters yeah. are all very much all the rage but then they kind of did this really odd game with it and i was a bit like oh i don't i don't know if i need a grind right now yeah it is grindy but not in a fun way yeah. not a fun kind of grinding <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's got an awkward, <laughs> awkward leveling up system it's still glitchy here and there like there's Mm. The, the the voice acting and everything I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the actual plot narrative of it. Yeah, how they do, what they did with Kamala Khan, who was a fan favorite anyway. I love Kamala. Yeah. Like they nailed yeah. that voice mm. characterization and voice actor wise. And it is it does have its fun moments. As I say, it's not a masterpiece. It's no Red Dead Redemption. Mm. It's no Breath of the Wild. But it, it's fun enough. Yeah. So those are two games that we just. Couldn't get into well, we haven't tried Red Dead, but well, I've tried a little bit, but not massive amount. And we tried Breath of the Wild and we just couldn't we just couldn't yeah. do it. I don't know what I think it was. Well, I bought a switch with much with great difficulty. We managed to get a switch last year because obviously Animal Crossing came out and everyone and their dog wanted Animal Crossing and a yeah. switch. Um me included, I also wanted Animal Crossing. So I was really moody that I couldn't get it for like, it was like the first month or so of lockdown. I think we got it in like mid to late April. Mm-hmm. I think we got the Switch. And I played Animal Crossing pretty religiously yeah. for like two, three months. Mm-hmm. And then I got to like July and I was like, you know what? I don't want to play this game anymore. I can't do it. Yeah. I was literally just didn't play it again. Yeah. Because I was just like, I'm really struggling to I kept sort of losing my like my place with it. I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, I've done everything I wanted to do now. Mm. And I don't know what else to do with myself. Yeah. So I've got this poor island on my Switch that I haven't been back to in like six <laughs> months. Just overgrown. Probably all starved to death. <laughs> 
There's yeah. like, yeah, it's overgrown. This probably looks horrible. They're all dead. They're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> the island's on fire. That yeah, doesn't yeah. happen it's in sun. Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's oh, all peace, well, got... peace and love and good vibes. Peace and love. I've obviously got the wrong impression of this game, <laughs> yeah. then, clearly. Um, but yeah, because I bought a Switch and I really wanted to get into a lot of the games on yeah. the Switch. But we both sort of just didn't and we just mm. couldn't really get into them i mean we, we played a couple of like we like i say we started breath of the wild i think i got i don't know i got into like the second the, the where it start when it opens up yeah and we were sort of just there we were like i don't i don't know what to do like i'm so confused i i and think you kept dying because you kept trying to climb a hill and then inevitably <laughs> falling off because you didn't have enough stamina yeah. yeah and you were like i don't understand what if i'm not meant to go up this hill where the f- am i meant to oh, where am i meant to go <laughs> yeah. and it, I think with that game as well, I think this is my my thing with open world games. And I realized in the advent of the PS, as we were coming into the PS5, and this goes for Breath of the Wild as well, I'm just getting to the point where I don't want open world games yeah. anymore. In the okay. same vein of Breath of the Wild, Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, Cyberpunk, yeah. and then Spider-Man. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, look at all these open world games I've got to finish. Yeah. Like, it's like, just mad. God of War did it right in the sense that it felt open world, yeah. but there was more of a sense of linearity in it. So obviously you had the main yeah. central lake, which connected all the yeah. areas. That felt very open world. There was lots to do there. And it was expansive yeah. enough, but it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. God of War did it so well. Mm. I think that was one of the things that I really liked about God of War was the fact that even if I was in a big open space, I knew where I had to go because there was only so many places that I could go. Yeah, And if I was looking for something... It would. I'd be pretty sure I knew where it was. It was I was looking for it. Yeah. And obviously, even in the world, it changed as you went through it. So it wasn't like oh, we're just sailing around this lake for like five hundred times. It was yeah. gradually changing. Obviously, as the story went forward. Yeah. But and I, we really enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. We yeah. thought that was such a good game, and we're really excited for the next one. But I, you like know, saying, it's just such a lot of game. Like everything is just. Everyone's making such huge games. Yeah. And right now I don't have the brain capacity after I finish work or on the weekends. Yeah. I literally just don't have the brain capacity to sit out. and spend like mm. 10 hours just is grinding that, or wandering around aimlessly looking for something. Is that why you enjoyed, let's say, Tomb Raider, for instance? Because you've played recently played all yeah. three Tomb Raider games and they have a in my opinion, a similar to God of War, perhaps? Yeah. So they have like a linear path. Like you, you do have to go back and get collectibles and stuff. Yeah. But it's not so much that you'll end up, you feel like you're walking for like 15 minutes just to get somewhere. Like you are following a path. And if you go down the path and you don't find it, then you've obviously missed something along that path. So it's yeah. a bit annoying that you have to go back and forth. But if you want to complete the game, then, you know, there's things that you have to do anyway. Mm. But I do think that, like, um, we've been playing, so obviously the PS Plus games have been coming out every month. They've been quite nice sort of refresher of our library of games because sometimes mm. you just want something new that you can just pick up to break up, you know, playing Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs. Yeah. And I played, so this month was Concrete Genie and Control. And yeah. Concrete Genie was literally took me like a day to complete. Like it's yeah. a really short game. I've platinumed it mm. um, because it's quite, it's a really nice game. Like it's just very pretty and it's short and it doesn't take up a lot of brain space and I could just stop it and start it when I wanted to. And then we've been playing control and 
I thought that Ben was really far into control. <laughs> and then I asked him yesterday where he'd got up to and he was like, oh yeah, like this bit. And I was like, oh, that's literally about four hours ago in my paper. Like, I feel like I've got much further than Ben. Get on my like, level. Whoops. I know. And that's a bit, it's a bit annoying in sometimes when you sort of go, because the room's changed and everything. But for mm. the most part, it's pretty linear and you just go from one room to the mm. other finish the room then go into another room so but it still yeah. has the ability to kind of explore and it, it's sort of yeah. like a semi-open world but in a office yeah. building essentially mm-hmm. yeah um this is that's quite a good one I, I'm, I'm quite happy to pick, I, I picked that up because the story sort of intrigued me yeah i was just gonna say i just think that game developers are, co- are really obsessed at the moment with making big games mm. that you know, you feel like, oh, I've paid 50 quid for it. Mm. So it's got, I hope it's a big game, but I don't, I think we just don't want big games anymore. It takes up most of the room on my PlayStation. And I also, (laughs) it takes me like 10 hours to download it from a disc. And then there's another four hour, like update install. I'm like, am I going to get to play this game this week? Or am I going to have to wait until next week for it to install? Yeah. And I think the last last part of that, and I will I will let us move on yeah, now sorry. if you want uh, to. Stop ranting about open um, games but in a Spider Man, conversely, the, the new Spider Man, the new Spider Man, mm. Mars Morales. Again, it was you know it was a fifty quid brand new PS five game, but it is it's 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 short. It's much shorter than the original Spider Man game, which again we both enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I platinumed, I got all the trophies in it. I went back and did a, a like a hard mode new game plus just yeah. before the PS five came out played Mars Morales and people were saying it's quite sure is it worth the 50 quid but I was like well okay yeah it's sure but I was able to play that game put it to bed for a while and I'll go back and I'll do the new game plus yeah. and the trophies another time it you know we finished it in let's say 10 hours compared to the maybe 25 hours of the original yeah I was kind of okay with that yeah. I was kind of like well yeah that's that's you know I'm still getting an experience okay yeah. it's not the same value for money that I would have had with the other game but I'm happy that I was able to just get through the experience and enjoy yeah. it and move on to something else yeah. which I don't get the luxury of these days because of you know work and etc yeah, yeah. no I agree like so. Miles Morales was sort of like it was it was a sandwich instead of an entire meal like the main game was but it was still mm-hmm. satisfying pricing aside and I think also it was kind of like yeah. a flex and a showcase for the new PS5 capabilities for the people that mm-hmm. could get a PS5. I mean, just to go back to Breath of the Wild quickly, that to me is the most open world of open world games I've ever played. And I, I loved it at the time, but it's not a game I'm going to play for again because it to do it yeah. once was such an effort, a great experience, mm. but not. I don't mm. think I could have the energy all the time to do it all again whereas yeah i agree like oh i can see that about that game assassin's creed i think is is would be the same for me mm-hmm. I, you know some of the old assassin's creed games are like i enjoyed those but i don't think i could play it again and that's and is that what you want it. from a game experience it it varies some as i say some games i'm happy to just goof around on i mean not just like animal crossing but mm. if you think of games like fall guys or among us where it's just very it's not story heavy it's not gameplay heavy it's not about upgrading and leveling up and getting achievements it's more just about the having fun in that moment type of thing and i think it's about knowing that variety of level of gaming if you want if you want an intense journey that requires dedication and attention or just something a bit more aloof and goofy as i said that's what i've been enjoying about these quote-unquote mental health video games they're sure there's no pressure to do anything or everything you just play it and have fun with it 
or just let it whatever vibes yeah. it gives you vibe with it mm-hmm. personally i do prefer open world games and expansive worlds i don't know why i just enjoy that more but mm-hmm. yeah there are times when it's a bit much and i'm just like yeah something linear like god of war or tomb raider is perfect mm-hmm. that's all i need I think this year as well has been, I think games like Fall Guys and specifically Among Us could not have been released in a better year for them. I honestly believe that Among Us would have done so much worse well, it did. So much I mean, worse. It released among a year before, didn't it? I did yeah, it. I think, I no, 2018, that. I think it was released. Among Us mm. was. It's been around I mean, for a while. And then everyone was stuck at home and couldn't speak to each other. And they thought, well, we need it. We don't want to talk to our friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What can we do instead? Let's accuse them of murder. Well, the, yeah. the Twitch community just went, this little game from 2018. I mean, this we could just. This seems quite fun as a way to pass yeah. time during the lockdown that only lasts, that yeah. could only maybe last a couple of months. Mm. Here we are, several many more months later yeah it was it was literally it was released it was released in 2018 originally and it just didn't 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 get massive traction and then it it, somebody on twitch just went this looks fun yeah let's play this yeah and it's not all i see i think that and i think that's the thing is that a lot of a lot of us right now are obviously i think we've been really bad for it Mm. in the fact that we outside of doing streams and work we don't really talk to anyone <laughs> apart from each other just because i feel like it's got to the point where we're like we're exhausted i don't want to speak to anyone else anymore i'm just like i can't reply to any more facebook messages i can't physically bring myself yeah. to do it but then it's like oh shall we all just hop in for an hour and or half an hour do you want to play this game with me for like a yeah. bit while i'm you know dinner's cooking or whatever mm. and it's quite a nice way for i think you you particularly more so because a couple of your friends are a bit more into gaming than than mine are but you've been we've been talking to your friends that we literally barely spoke to before the pandemic Mm. but now we've got these sort of multiplayer games that we can play together like fall guys like among us Mm. like rocket arena for example there's games that we've played on stream or off stream that we can play with friends now because it's not that whole thing of you don't necessarily have to be like oh so what have you been up to because everyone's been up to the same thing just sitting in the house so (laughs) quite nice to like be like oh i think you murdered reese actually so i'm gonna kick you out of the spaceship it's a bit more sort of like friendly (laughs) i think yeah Yeah. that and it's people haven't really had much to talk about like what have you done today same as usual i've sat in my room all day working on Mm -hmm. something i I made a toasty earlier that's it like there's (laughs) nothing exciting happening whereas at least if you are playing a game together it's almost like an event that's happening yeah uh, yeah where you can make humor happen in the moment and stuff so yeah totally agree like among us has been possibly mvp of the gaming industry this year completely Mm. blew up people around the world have been playing it and I think it yeah. was something like this t- small team of about four people that maintained it was suddenly like, mm-hmm. whoa, where has all this come from? Right. How are What's we going to... We need yeah. to hire someone else. We need another yeah. map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We touched uh, briefly up earlier upon Tomb Raider. And mm-hmm. that leads me on to one of the next conversation points I want to address. And because for me, Tomb Raider was sort of one of my earliest gaming memories i remember sat watching my dad play it and i'm talking the original one from mm. 1996 i want to say uh, and me and my so, sister yeah. would call it the lady game we were like dad can you play the lady game <laughs> um, <laughs> with her triangular boobs <laughs> 
Yeah. And yeah, I remember watching that as a kid. And I think Pokemon as well was like the biggest game for me as a kid. Like the OG mm. uh, red, blue and yellow. What were your guys' like earliest sort of gaming memories or nostalgia? What games stand <laughs> out to you, if that's not too heavy of a question? No, I mean, the, the problem with this question is I will be here all day and me and Ashton have already <laughs> joked about what Ashton's response yeah, to this would already, be. Because <laughs> I, I didn't grow up in a particularly gaming household. Yeah. I'm in the oldest of two girls. My mum and dad had absolutely no interest in gaming at all. Um, the first thing I ever, the first like gaming thing I ever had was a pink Game Boy. What? Game Boy Advance. Let's not forget it was an advance. <laughs> and I think I played The Lion King on it. And that's about the only game I can remember that I had on it. And then, then I got a pink DS Lite. Ooh. Oh yeah. And what did I play on that? Endless hours of Nintendogs. Wow. Me just shouting Same. into my DS. I literally remember hours and hours of me shouting into my DS to try and get my dog to respond. Being, I remember it was a Chihuahua and it was called Bob. And I was just shouting the name <laughs> Bob at this Chihuahua for hours and it wouldn't respond. And I was getting so mad. But that's, I mean, I, I grew up with, with those. And then I think my dad got us a, my dad one day, this is like a weird story I've just popped into my head. My dad one day just came home with a Wii, like in the middle of the week was like, oh, I've got you this. And my mum was like, why? He Why have to, you got this? Because he wanted to play golf. Yeah, probably that was the reason. But he was like, girls, I've got you a present. It's a Wii. And we were like, oh, brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> and then I think I had a PS2, but I don't think, I think I played Rayman and the Golden Compass on it. Ooh, and that was about it. Wow. Yeah. And then, but it wasn't until I was, I know I'm going through my whole history of gaming, but it will still be shorter than Ben's list anyway. <laughs> it will. Um, and then when I was about, I'd say 14 or 15, I convinced my mum to let me get an Xbox 360. Mm. Uh, and I think I made my dad buy me Call of Duty. Oh, wow. And I can't remember any other games I had on the <laughs> Xbox. And I I was obviously a young, a young woman in a very male-dominated world. Uh, yeah. So I was snapped up very quickly by groups of teen boys to just be like, oh, yeah, come and join our lobby, join our <laughs> clan. I had a clan. I was part of a clan. Oh and <laughs> I, I, yeah, what can I say? I was born to be a gamer girl. And yeah, and I think at one point they just kept putting me in all these like, Hacked lobbies to level me up And I was okay. horrible at the game It was horrible But I was just a girl That they just happened to know in the game And then I met some of them in real life Because they happened to go to my school And I decided I was never going to speak to them again Because <laughs> they were really freaking me out And I was like mm, I don't think we're going to play together anymore And then I didn't play when I went to uni And then it wasn't until I met Ben That I sort of got properly into games Yeah, He ruined me I used to be so cool uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I was never cool. You, play, you played gaming. I was never cool. cool. I had a Nintendo. Yeah. I know, but now I'm a proper nerd, Reese. Now he's ruined me. Like now, I now I watch things like Jeff Keighley's Game Awards. <laughs> I didn't know who Jeff Keighley was until the last couple of years, and now I see Jeff Keighley everywhere I go. He haunts me. <laughs> Jeff Keighley, sure Jeff shout Keighley out. haunts me. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Jeff Keighley. He is good. I like. Jeff if you're Keighley. listening, Jeff. 
right, now on to you and talk about you. I will I will condense my history with gaming because I, I it's more it's far more ingrained into my life actually than I mm-hmm. sort of sometimes realize. Because I, I started out with just a really old PC. Because my dad has always worked from home. So I just got an old PC and and it, I, I'd say I'm showing my age slightly, but and I, I don't think this is quite reflective of my age, but it didn't even have Windows on it. This was a this was a, an MS DOS PC. <laughs> it was my first introduction to the world of IT in general, and I had f- games with floppy disks on them. I had the original Wolfenstein. Oh uh, wow! Some, you, you probably will be aware of of the, aware of the sort of Wolfenstein series. Well, we're yeah. going back to the the sort of two D sprite Wolfenstein games, yeah. and then I played Doom, and I still I still love Doom, and Doom's a brilliant game, so yeah. I used to play that a lot. So that was my introduction to the world of PC gaming. Hmm. Um, and then as it progressed, I played, and there's a theme of FPS shooters here. I played the Half Life games which are just super good to this day. I really like the original Half-Life games and the expansions. But there was another one, the turning point for gaming on PC particularly, was a game called Deus Ex. I've heard of it. So there's more recent versions of those games on like the PS3, and they were on PC as well. There was Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. But the original that came out in 99-2000, it was a really good PC game. I was... I was about seven. I was way too young to be playing this game in some ways because it was about, you know, terrorism and bombing and stuff. But the first level, it takes place on Liberty Island. And the training level, I couldn't get past the training level. I was a kid. I couldn't mm. get past the training level. For whatever reason, I just couldn't do it. And there was a bit where a robot always kept shooting you. And the whole point was you were supposed to stealth past it because it's quite a stealthy kind of game. And I yeah. just didn't grasp that. I was like, no, I've played Doom. I'm supposed to shoot it. And that was all I understood. Then on the first level that takes place on Liberty Island, I was like, right, well, I can't do the training. I'll just play the first level. I got onto Liberty Island and then there was a robot that looked exactly the same as the one in the training level, but yeah. it was a, it was like an ally. But again, I didn't understand the concept of having NPCs and allies at that point. Mm. I don't know why, but I just assumed it was bad. So I couldn't <laughs> get past the first dock that you arrive on in the first level of this game. And it took me about two years later when I started to grasp the idea of NPCs and conversations and branching dialogue yeah. and decision making and alternate because this whole thing this whole first level on on Liberty Island you could tackle it in multiple different ways mm. and when I started to grasp that this game adapted to my play style and adapted to my decisions in the game it blew my mind so that game it for me was always it, i refer to it as the, the sort of turning point in gaming for me when i was like i understand where gaming is going and i i'm fully involved in this world and yeah. and i've grasped this idea of this world and there's a point a little bit later on in the game where you fully have to kind of use all of these skills that you've developed and it just it just wow it that that for me was the point that, that just wowed me in terms yeah. of gaming so yeah, it was that kind of hook. I mean, I'd, I'd like I said, I'd had a PS, I'd got a PS one, sort of a couple of years before that anyway, with the Spyro games and with the Disney games and stuff like that. And I loved them; I really enjoyed them. But for me, that PC game was that was that hook that got me kind of almost into the community of it and just got me into the the world of it because I was like, I need to know everything about this game i need to explore every branching piece of dialogue i need to understand all of the look because you could read newspapers and books what game and is this? this is deus ex oh okay the one with the slightly shoddy voice acting i must say <laughs> at this point um but it's just it's just so good and the whole game is just such an interesting reflective commentary on you know politics and and it's just a world that i just love so much mm-hmm. so yeah that that 
is, and that, like I said, I was condensing my my history of video <laughs> games because at that point I just. I, I got into Steam and I had, yeah. you know, I've got like a thousand games on Steam at this point, yeah. half of which I've not played. And, you know, I like, I, you know, got all the Half-Life games and half the two mm-hmm. games and, and just sort of went from there. But that one game is one that I will consistently, at least once a year play because I just like the world so much. And I think yeah. that's, that's always, it's almost like that benchmark of what I think games could be. And it's like, yeah. we've got to a point where something like Cyberpunk, for instance, which has obviously been in the news a lot. I'm like, that almost hasn't, it doesn't have the same critical reception, even though it's, you know, several years later because yeah. it's got all these bugs, which is very indicative of the world of video games where they release with launch issues, like you were saying about Avengers. Yeah. But also, you know, people are saying that the world isn't as deep and the dialogue structure doesn't work. It's always, the, you know, it's always going to have the same outcome. Whereas Deus Ex just had at a time where games maybe didn't, have the ability to do that but it tried so hard to have as many of these options available to you mm. and yeah it was just it was just so good i could i could do a whole hour just talking about that game i won't <laughs> but i could coming up in a very special actually, episode of geek speak ben yeah. is going to host an episode about <laughs> yeah. deus ex yeah. ben's deus ex rant yeah it's like yeah we probably could last for hours i don't think it would be an hour i think it would be much longer yeah i'd come in like do you are you ready to have dinner now ben i'm not finished yeah i'll use that whiteboard behind me and i'll yeah. recreate that meme where they're doing all the lines yeah. and stuff i'll do that um i i think like the world building thing you were saying is so indicative of games at the moment like there's some games that do it really well like horizon zero dawn did it very very well mm. in terms of like this is the world you're in have a look around explore and there is games that i can't think of one off the top of my head but I, there's examples of me of it that i've played in the last couple of years mm. where i've gone okay fine it's just it's the post-apocalypse yeah. cool is there anything else mm. other than yeah. that is that it is it just okay that's it right and it's and it's little things like i think obviously assassin's creed valhalla has a sort of world built for you really because you know the history of the vikings you've got mm. this sort of relatively an awareness of who they were and what they did mm. but i also think it doesn't do a very good job of really telling you a story of what's going on in the yeah. world i think that like there's all these things that valhalla does where you think why is this happening what is mm. going on i don't understand and i think because obviously with assassin's creed you know more than i do there's quite a lot of law mm. in terms of like what Assassin's Creed is. But I think that in Valhalla specifically, I think Origins was did a better job because it was like Egypt and mm. it was establishing mm. this Assassin's Order. But in Valhalla, unless if you didn't have the name Assassin's Creed on the front of it, I wouldn't think it's an Assassin's Creed game. Mm. Uh, it okay. barely has any Assassin's Creed elements of it in it at all. And I think the world's like, yeah, it's like, oh, this is near where I live. Mm. That's about the only exciting thing about the <laughs> yeah. fact that it's set in England. That there's is nothing, true, actually. There's nothing in it where it's like, oh, look, there's a here's a monastery, and is that monastery still real? Most yeah. of the time, it's not. It's just like, oh, this is just where something is now. Like, and it's little things, and obviously, you can't make the entirety of England in a game because I mean, it's big enough already. So yeah. it doesn't need to be any bigger. Yeah. But I just think there's just like little things where it just doesn't have substance. There's nothing, there's things you can pick up and read, but it's literally like someone's shopping list mm. or like a notice that someone's 
to be yeah. arrested. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, you've played it as well, so yeah. I think it's. I think, like I say, that's why. That's why something like Deus Ex is always my benchmark mm-hmm. for, for games and world building and storytelling. Mm. Um, Control, as as another example, is doing a really good job of it. But yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed, as you say, it's it's just a here's a big world, run around in it for a bit. Yeah, it, it doesn't do world building. Kill the people same with way. an axe if you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. games like Bloodborne and Dark Souls are so, kind of similar, yeah. but it, they're enjoyed for their sort of vagueness like in item descriptions and Mm -hmm. stuff it's all subtext law that no one's specifically clear on because the creators of the games never made it anything explicit it's all down to interpretation yeah aside from that i know that bloodborne takes inspiration from hp lovecraft and cthulhuism and all that that is a game by the way that i have not played myself i'm too scared it's too grotesque (laughs) but it's one of those games it's like resident evil i'm too scared to play it myself but it's that highly rated i've watched let's plays of it and ha- done a bit of research yeah. into it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting yeah. because yeah, as I say, Dark Souls, yeah. and, uh, even like Shadow of the Colossus doesn't have any explicit law. It's all left sort of down to mm-hmm. the ambiguity and interpretation, but it's still very enjoyable. So I think it's difficult or it's uh, mm. unique for a game to hit that level of you know lack of clarity. Yeah. This is it. They can do that. Dark Souls, I know, is is very good for that. And it's one of the reasons why it's one of those games that I've always wanted to get into. Um, I don't even own a Dark Souls game. I own, I've played Bloodborne a little bit, but um, I didn't quite get into the rhythm of it. And I know it takes a few goes. All the Soulsborne games do take a few goes before you kind of get into the swing of it because of the kind of difficulty spikes. But I think that's what is always going to intrigue me about games that are able to tell a story is that that is is going to be how involved in the world that you can yeah. be if you want to mm-hmm. you can play through Deus Ex and you will get the basic story if you just play it but then there are layers upon layers of subtext that you will develop from those from that world and that that's just what intrigues me and and you know you spend hours just reading the wiki and, and involving yourself in the yeah. world Bioshock's another really good example of yes. that yes um, the Mass Effect series to some extent does do that but obviously the story is far mm-hmm. more space opera than 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 subtext but that's another series that i'm very looking forward to the remaster by the way Uh, but the mass effect games are brilliant because it's not always just about the main plot it's not always just about you need to shoot your way from a to b it's Mm. about the characters and that's your kind of subtext that's your reason for playing is because you want to go and see what happens next with your characters borderlands sort of does that it's set in this Mm. incredibly vibrant world where we hear about these events and things that happen uh, as well as the events mm. that take place during the game. And it, that's kind of fun to work that out or wait yeah. to see what reveals itself there. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's something that we did ahead of Borderlands 3 because we were really excited for Borderlands 3. And we we went actually to, onto the day of release and queued outside of a game to get Borderlands 3. Uh, that's when Ashton knew that she, uh, she'd she gone full nerd. Yeah, um, but we... that was the moment when Ben was like, oh, I'm taking you out. And I was like, what? Is he taking me out for dinner? And he was like, no, we're just going to go stand outside game and get (laughs) Borderlands. And I was like, oh, well, I'm equally as excited about that. And I went, hmm. I think I'm spending too much time with you then. <laughs> and then we had to get stuck together for the next year. So, yeah. but that for that that is a really good Borderlands is a good example because again the story sort of seeded this idea of certain things happening, mm-hmm. and we sat there and we we were like, oh, what if this could happen in the next game? What if this yeah. could happen? And I think that's a really good example of setting up your sequels 
and, and setting up this, the, the, the more you, you want to learn more about that kind of world. And I think that's always just fun. I like yeah. talking about stuff after the fact. Assassin's Creed, if we're going to talk about Assassin's Creed, <laughs> my friend Ryan, who is constantly on the, on the channel with us, some, yeah. well, I say constantly, he's on the channel with us quite a lot because he enjoys video games with us and it's good to kind of bring other people in for multiplayer games. But during, if you've played the original Assassin's Creed games, Reese, like one, two, Brotherhood, Revelations, three, those original Mm -hmm. games, we got really excited about the modern day stuff. We used to talk about the modern day stuff being like, oh, what if this could happen? And what if that could happen? (laughs) You kind of don't have that with those games anymore. And I just wish there was more games that you could sort of have those discussions around sometimes, I think. They just go mm. a bit more back to the original format because we do see that sometimes with games mm. as well. Where Resident Evil is the series that springs to mind, where you, the first three entries yeah. are so beloved. Four took a different route, but again, was very much beloved. Five mm. and six, people did not take to, but then when they went back to seven, <laughs> everyone fell the f- out it's for that. It, they loved it because, yeah, it yeah. went back to. Yeah, it so maybe, that discussion. So. Perhaps that's what Assassin's Creed needs to do. Just look back on its previous games and draw on that a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I do I do have one last game for us to play, if you'd like, before we uh wrap up yes, the pod. Games. Hello everyone, editing Reese here. So this podcast was initially only meant to be an hour long. However, because both Ben and Ashton are just so charming and charismatic and the conversation really got rolling, we've managed to make two episodes of Geek Speak about gaming. So after you've done listening to this, make sure you go to Demon FM Podcasts and check out episode number two. And if you haven't already, pop on over to Ben and Ashton's gaming platforms. That's Ashton Plays on Twitter, YouTube and Twitch. The channel is really fun and they're both so mischievous and funny and pretty. What more could you ask for? And yeah, go and check out the second episode. Go on. Off you go. You'll enjoy it. I promise. We're, yeah. we're happy to we're yeah. happy to stay and and do as as much as, or as little as you want. If there's another, we uh, literally have nothing else have to look. do. Yeah. Oh bless yeah, we'll, you! Yeah, we'll, we'll happily talk for ages. And it's just it's nice to talk to someone that isn't just them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All the cat. No shade the to Ben. Yes. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> no shade to Ben, no. but uh, I'm glad that you're not him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're happy to do. We're happy to cover any more topics or yeah. play a game. Let's record a second podcast. I mean, we quite <laughs> literally could. I mean, if it comes to it, I can no, chop right. chop this up into two. Oh no, is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts, as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you.